0: The Face of Latina Professionals propels women of color to reach their highest potential through education, community, and self-development. Join us as we come together to provide a platform for Latina voices to connect and be heard on the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. Welcome to the Face of Latina Professionals. I'm your host, Jenny Reamer, and I am blessed to have Alexis Hudson today. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. I'm so excited. Back at you, boo. I'm just really really <laughs> excited to be here with you and I'm excited more importantly to have people hear your your mission and story because it's powerful. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. So tell us. Tell us about Alexis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am from South Elgin, Illinois. Um, I grew up, uh, I was actually homeschooled um, in elementary school. And so that's something completely different about me is they're like, what? You're homeschooled? I'm like, yep, I was homeschooled. And so, and I actually grew up an only child for the first 13 years. And um, you know, I, I did karate and traveled competitively around the States and loved that and was fully invested. And um, then I started, you know, learning about volleyball. My mom played volleyball and um, put me into it, and I loved that and so I was very sports oriented and I just loved the competitiveness of of things and um you know growing up just just me, my mom's the youngest of eight and out of all of our eight siblings now there's thirty two nieces and nephews and so you know, my cousins always felt like my siblings, but um there was always something like missing with us and so we adopted my sister and uh, when I was 13, and she was four days old, and that was the most life-changing thing ever. And also difficult, though, because, you know, you grow up an only child for 13 years, and then you, you get a sibling, and it's like, what? What do I do? Right, right. <laughs> um, but it was so awesome. And, um, you know, my my home was uh, a foster home, because when you adopt, you get a foster's license. And so my parents did that for a while, and mm. a really humbling experience to just connect with kids coming in and, you know, and eventually leaving. And and that's the heartbreaking part of, of growing relationships. And, um, you know, there's a few that we've, we've stayed connected with and, um, yeah. And so I, uh, went to St. Charles North high school and, um, after, you know, high school, I went to Augustina college and that completely, hmm. um, that's what built me. I, I you know, grew up my adult life at, at Augustina and I am will forever bleed blue and gold. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a proud alumni. I serve on their alumni council at their gold council. And, um, you know, I've, I've learned a lot being there and working and just the culture and everyone always calls it the Augie bubble. Cause it truly is like, and everyone that goes to Augustina, they know, you know, Oh my gosh, yes, I totally get it. And, um, had a fabulous time there. I was in a sorority, met great people. I was actually in my sorority big's wedding last year, oh, and wow. so I was still friends with her. And she's actually one of my best friends. Um, played volleyball and uh, got to study abroad. I, I went to India, which was the most humbling, you know, coolest experience I, mm. I think I've ever been to. Um we went and, you know, ironically for a woman in gender studies class and you know wow. in, in India it's it's hard to be a woman and and share your voice and um, you know, who you are and so seeing that culture and being embedded and getting to live in that culture was was really cool.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I mean and and as a Latina, being able to um see the culture and be able to really support that mission mm-hmm. of woman empowerment. What was that like for you?
1: Yeah. You know, you almost feel like, at least for me, I've I've kind of felt like this sometimes guilty when, when I, when I've gone through life of, you know, things, my mom is from, she came from Mexico and my grandparents brought all of them over here when she was five. And so the hardships, you know, that she had to go through mm-hmm. and, and growing up in, um, And then going to you know a place like India and seeing that and knowing like back at home i i can come on a podcast and you know go do stuff in my career that um i have people behind me in my corner cheering me on and being in a place that doesn't really happen like that is is Mm -hmm. almost guilty and you know i've gone on a ton of mission trips as well and you kind of hold that guilt but I always look at it as there has to be something more and and how can I help and what can I do to, one, make people aware of what's mm-hmm. going on and, you know, why people should care about, especially women, because we're, mm. you know, strong and independent
0: and, and we got a lot to say. Right. Well, and I think in you feeling somewhat guilt, I think mm-hmm. from the women of India to have these Women from America come over and say we support you. Mm-hmm. I think from their perspective, they were probably so grateful and so honored to to be able to see and experience your support that they may not be getting mm-hmm. from women in their own community or, you know, the culture as a whole. So I think you you may have done more than you think.
1: Yeah, it was Innately. really cool.
0: Yeah. So, tell me your journey to. Boys and Girls Club and supporting the youth because I sort of see connections as you're talking of your home being a foster home mm-hmm. and or becoming a foster home and your connection with your youth group and your your mentorship with the youth in, in your faith. And now mm-hmm. the Boys and Girls Club, how yeah. how, how does how, so how did I, that come about? Yeah, I grew up in the church. Uh, we've gone
1: Been going to my church. I think, gosh, for like 25 years now. And so, you know, I've always had that faith-based background, and and I'm thankful for it. And because, you know, a lot of who I am is is because of my faith. And and I get, you know, to talk to a huge creator that gets to help me through life. Um, But, you know, I love kids, and I love working with kids, and I think a lot of that started from, you know, having kids filter in throughout our, our doors. And, um, you know, when I graduated college, it's always that question of, well, what do I do? Like, yeah. where am I supposed to go? What do I do? And, who am um, I? <laughs> yeah, who am I? Seriously? I think I still ask myself that today. <laughs> um, and so after college, you know, I, I jumped into events right away and I did weddings and helped out in wedding coordination and, um, I jumped into working for an auction company into their marketing and and events, but I was like, there's something more. Mm. Like I just feel like I'm missing something more, and so, um, you know, a little a couple months after college, I was volunteered by a very good friend of ours. You know, come come be a youth leader at the church. Like, why don't you just try it out? And I was like, no way. Like high school, yeah. not for me. Um, you know, I, I like the littles and. And boy, did that change when I started because I'm like, wow, you can actually have conversations (laughs) with high schoolers. And they're like getting it. And sometimes they're like, wow, you don't know that trend. You're old. And I'm like, am I really that old? And so, um, you know, I jumped into student ministries at my church, Christ Community Church in in St. Charles, South Elgin. And um, I was with my girls from freshman year until senior year, they are now sophomores in uh, college, which is so like, I'm like, man, you guys are getting old, not me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and right. so, um, you know, I got to experience that, but even with the work, you know, field, I was still feeling like, what am I missing? And so I actually got to take a couple years and, and explore that. And I took my first mission trip when I was 16, I went with my dad to Haiti and, you know, as cliche it is, as it sounds, it, it was life-changing. It opened my eyes to, um, you know, a a different world that we live in and, Mm. you know, that I have everything at my fingertips, but there are times where I'm not happy. And how do I fix that? And, you know, you go to places like Haiti, the Dominican Republic, um, you know, India, Nicaragua, and they, you know, have less than I do, but they are the happiest, filled with sunshine people you'll ever meet. Mm. And I was like, there is something more and so, you know, I took a couple of years and um, traveled and did mission work and um, tried to, you know, turn my soul light on to to where I am today. And and in that mix, you know, we um, my parents actually adopted my brother, and so he came into our family um, gosh, I think seven years ago now. And so, you know, going from an only child to then getting a sister and adapting to that. And I'm like, oh, and a brother, how do you do that? my dad's like the ultimate girl dad. And so he's like, what do we do? (laughs) And I'm like, you're a dude, what do you mean? And so, um, you know, just bringing people into our family, I'm, I'm a huge family person. And so kind of seeing that and watching, my sister grow so when I left for college, the day that I left for college, it was her first day of kindergarten. Wow! And so my mom was a mess. Yeah. And you know, I got to watch her go from kindergarten to she's gonna be sixteen in, in two weeks, and I was like, man, you are teaching me so much more than I think I will ever teach you. Yeah. And so you know, watching my sister, my brother, um, being a youth leader, I'm like. Maybe I am called to work with kids or something and trying to listen to, you know, God and what he's saying of this is where I'm pushing you. Like, just just trust me. And um, that's where I kind of led at the Boys and Girls Club because I'm like, okay, I'm getting the best of both worlds here. I can do events. I can do marketing and bring people together. But then I also get to get up from my desk and go see what, you know, our, our kindergartners are doing or our eighth graders are doing. And it's such a wide range of yeah. kiddos. I mean, we serve K through uh, senior year and, you know, I I think it's so important that our youth have someone in their corner. And if it's, you know, a little snippet that I can give and turn someone else's soul light on for, for a minute or two like that. Is is life changing for our
0: kids. Right, right. Well, and I think too, it goes it really goes back to community, right? Mm-hmm. You say when you were in Haiti, you just saw this overwhelming feeling of in my eyes, community. Mm-hmm. You know, people just loving people. And I think in our society there's a disconnect of community. Absolutely. And it's such a basic concept mm-hmm. right if you just go if you look at other species like animals and things of that nature you see very few by themselves right and the ones that are by themselves are built a certain way right, right? and they isolate themselves really you know in my personal opinion because they're intimidated mm-hmm. they'd rather be alone than than have to figure things out right, right? and yeah. be able to intermingle but i think community is so important and i can see that in your in your journey that you've had multiple multiple things in your life go back to just community mm-hmm. and loving each other and supporting each other and providing a platform for the youth, for example, to be able to speak mm-hmm. and, and be heard. And in exchange you you benefit from that right. because you're able to speak and be heard mm-hmm. in one way, shape Absolutely. or form. So what advice would you give to an individual or a kid out there that's, you know, doesn't know where to start from a perspective of who am I? Or, um, you know, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. What advice would Mm. you give to them?
1: That's a great question. I would say don't limit yourself. Like the limit does not exist. It's endless of whatever you want to do, whatever you want to try. Like don't get so caught up in, well, I really want to do this and I don't know how to get there and I want to do this. Try it all. Do it all. Like life is so short to just be laser focused on one thing. And I think, um, you know, in my journey of getting to the Boys and Girls Club, I worked in so many places, dipped my toe in so many things. But because of that, I am where I am. And like, I would say, try it all. Don't let anyone say no, don't do that. You can't do that. You're not, you know, good at that. Yeah, just do it. Like, you, right. you never know, It might be something that you are passionate about and and learn. But like, do it all, try everything, don't let yourself be stuck in in a place that you're at because, you know, there's mm-hmm. so much out there that we can do. And, um, you know, let your voice be heard until it shakes. Like, even if it is shaking, like, just keep shouting and being like, no, yeah. I can do this. And it's okay to not know. Right. right. It's, it's okay. totally okay.
0: It's okay to not know, but it's what I think is not okay is when you don't try. Right. Right. exactly try and exactly. I think as women too there's maybe even a little bit more pressure mm-hmm. to figure things out um, and to do everything well mm-hmm. we're, we're natural multitaskers <laughs> and we, we're I think we're most hard on ourselves oh, yeah. because of that stigma of, of being perfect and fitting a mold has there been any women in your life that have really shown you or mentored you um, to to break that mold and to be who you are and be proud of it
1: mmm that's a great question. You know, I, I've been really lucky to have strong, incredible women in my life. I mean, I look at my my mom and, and her sisters and all of my aunts, like they are powerhouses mm. of women. And I just feel so lucky to grow up in in a time where, you know, they have just taught us that you can do anything and don't settle you know, we are in your corner. Just try it. Like, don't be scared. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel blessed that I have my mom and my aunts and, and, you know, even, um, one of my mom's best friends, my, uh, I always call her my Aunt Michelle because that's all I ever known her as is, you know, she really brought me to the Lord and, and taught me that and to try and, um, She was a powerhouse in herself, and you know, don't let people bring you down and continue to be that light, you know, in others. And I even think of close friends of mine. Like I mentioned, I was in my sorority Biggs wedding. She has seen me grow up my adult life, you know, going from college until now. And, you know, truly, she's been a person that has guided me and almost someone that, um, you know, that peer person that you need. Cause sometimes you can look at, like, I can look at my mom and my aunts, but. You know, they're right. not much older than me, but sometimes you still need that peer person that on your level and is getting it. And, and someone that says, I hear you, I understand you, and I'm here for you, and maybe not n- necessarily fixes what you're going through, but that just I hear you mm-hmm. and I'm in your corner and we'll get through this goes such a long way. And so I've had a ton of just people in my life that I have – been able to do that with.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure through throughout your your journey of finding yourself to mm-hmm. being able to just doubt mm-hmm. openly with somebody that will hear you and not feel that judgment. Sometimes right. with parental figures or family <laughs> members, you're like, ooh, do I want to say this? Yeah. Like they're going to see me in a different light. Mm-hmm. Um but I think the doubt um, challenges you to really figure out if it's right. Absolutely. Right? So, and I feel like faith is so important mm-hmm. um, from what I can hear for, for you to sort of keep that light, that guide. Have there Has there ever been a challenge for you where you've maybe been on a mission trip and it just hurts to see what's going on where your faith has sort of brought you back to everything's going to be okay? Yeah. So my
1: favorite story that I love to share is um, there's a a place in the Dominican Republic called Casa de Luz and it means house of light and it's um, an orphanage for um, kids with, with disabilities of, of all, all sorts. And um, you know, in in countries like that, it's, it's looked at, um, if you have a child who has any sort of special need, it's looked at as like your family's almost been cursed. And so they usually, you know, don't want to care for that child. And so Casa de Luz takes in all of these children. And I remember my first time going there, you know, it's, it's overwhelming to even be in, in any, you know, situation and in place like that in itself, but like going into that and feeling God, as soon as you walk in and the light from these kids and the smiles, because they just know love and that's All they know is just love because the people from Casa de Luz that have given that to them. Um, I remember my first time going there, you know, I was, uh, I walked upstairs um, to one of their rooms and there was this little boy, Antonio, and oh my goodness, the cutest thing. And he was nonverbal and and at the time he was three years old and he was just so small and cute and he had just gotten a bath and I picked him up and I, you know, had asked, I was like, is it okay if I, you know, take him outside and, and walk with him? And fell in love immediately with him. I he would not let go of me. Like that whole two hours wow. that we were there, I held him. And it, it's hot. And so we're mm-hmm. like we're sweating and he is just drenched in my mm-hmm. sweat. But um I just held him that whole time he would not let go. Anytime tried someone tried to grab him, he held my shirt. And, you know, that, that point where I had to leave, I was like, wow, my heart is just like ripping out of me and um from that point on i went and visited him six times after that and i've got to seen him grow and every time i go he remembers me wow. and even this non-verbal communication you know it's still that love that he knows and because you know in every language everyone knows love everyone smiles in the same language everyone laughs in the same language um and so from you know that that challenge of just seeing that, but understanding like you don't have to necessarily you know, agree or be with someone, but you can still laugh and smile and and um, hear people and and how they feel. And so um, I think that's the biggest challenge of you know, seeing situations like that and yeah. and being here and it's like, how do I help because you just want to help everyone right and and you can't. And so what ways and Things have has God called me to do to, you know, continue to turn soul lights on and hear people hear in those same languages of laugh and love, and mm-hmm. you know, a smile can go a long way in kindness,
0: right. So for all the women out there specifically, mm-hmm. what's one thing? that if you had, if you had the platform, right, this podcast is broadcast, you know, globally, if there's one thing that you could tell the women out there to that, that you would recommend they do to get involved, um, what would be the advice that you would give? Mm.
1: That's a great question. So actually, statistically, it shows that women are more likely to get involved in places and like donate to places. Mm. Um, so shout out to us. Cause we're rock stars <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah. Check already. <laughs> um, but I would just find like, find something that you're passionate about. Like, what do you love? Because there's so many organizations, you know, that we have even here locally in Chicagoland in the Chicago suburbs, there are so many things that you can get involved in and just do it. Like, I think I've just been living in 2023, that model of like, just go and do it. Like, yeah. you know, it's life is short. And, um, you know, whether that's with kids, like you can always give, uh, one of our, our donors and our, our volunteers and a good friend of ours, there's always time, talent, and treasure. You can give one of those three things. You can always give time. You can always give, you know, your, your treasure and your finances, Um, And you can always give talent. And, you know, if you're a podcast host and coming and teaching our kids what that's like at, you know, specifically at the Boys and Girls Club or, you know, time, come and go and read with kids or senior citizens or or something. Like there's always time, talent or treasure that you can give and just do it.
0: Just do it. Just do it. The Nike, mm-hmm. the just Nike slogan just, <laughs> just, just do it. Please, just yeah. do it. So, what's next, Alexis? What is something that everybody needs to know about in in your world that they should be a part of or know more about?
1: Ooh, great question. So, I do work for the Boys and Girls Club. I'm their um, senior director of events, and we have actually a big gala coming up on November 11th, and I am. Super excited! We are celebrating 30 years of our club.
0: Isn't that insane? It's amazing. It's, it's wild. Amazing. It's amazing. And
1: so you know, the cool part of Boys and Girls Club is you know there's Boys and Girls Club of America, which is our our national, you know, very well known, and then there's local clubs around the nation. And it's it's so cool to see how many kids are getting the resources and needs and people that you know are are in their corner getting to them to where they are right um and so our local clubs specifically uh you know we serve six communities in elgin south elgin aurora streamwood hanover park and schaumburg um, and we're hosting our our gala our great futures gala november 11th you can still purchase tickets it's going to be the party of the year come dressed in your best diamonds and pearls Um, I'm super excited for this event, you know, and I think it's time to get back together, especially after um, the few years that we've had. And I'm excited to get people in a community, um, you know, in one place to just celebrate and really celebrate our future because our kids are our future. And it's so important that we invest in it.
0: And as a board member, I am so excited to be there. Really, really excited to be there. Um, I actually will have the link for the gala on my Instagram awesome. bio section. If you don't, if you don't know um, Alexis, where can we find you?
1: Yeah, well, you can come and visit at a clubhouse. I would love for you to come and visit. I mean, follow me on social media. Um, I'll, I'll share my links with you. You know, you yes. can stay up to date on. My social media are our club's social media because we have so much going on all the time. We love when people walk through our doors because that's what's important. When you see what is happening, how these kids are changing you know, our lives on what they're doing and learning, yeah. it's, it's incredible. We have actually another event coming up on um, October 11th to celebrate International Day of the Girl. Um, you can come and hang out with our girls at the clubhouse in South Elgin. We would love to have people and, and just learn a b- more about who we are. Like that's, that's so important is to learn about who we are, spread awareness, um, and how we can help
0: our, our kids. I'm so excited that we were able to share this conversation. I'm so excited, too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If if you are interested in connecting with Alexis, go ahead and say your Instagram page or email or something so that they can, they can connect with you if they're listening Yeah, Yes, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Alexis
1: Ray R-A-E-E. Um, love for you to follow our Boys and Girls Club pages. It's Boys and Girls Club of Elgin um, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, too, under Alexis Ray. Um I use my middle name on on everything because it's cute, right? It is.
0: It is cute. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, true, truly, truly, I, I appreciate the conversation, and I cannot wait to be there on the 11th. Oh my gosh, it's, it's going to be, be awesome! Big, 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 big. big. <laughs> it's next be level. Great. So, mm-hmm.
1: thank you, thank you, Jenny. You're welcome.